you have to be transparent you have to be ethical and you have to be truthful blame game associated here where the woman is always you don't treat a male here you treat a male ego here i have seen in instances even in small town where the person is married second time because they are not able to conceive and after that you come to know there must be so many stories like this which so many stories two of his babies they died in the lap of his mother because they had some type of a genetic defect new options of treatment we have wherein we can identify the gene which causes such a problem taboo in rural areas in india there were women if they were not able to conceive then they were barred from all the social functions welcome to another episode of fertility tales powered by nova ivf i'm your host simrat and this is a podcast designed specially for those seeking guidance and insights in infertility treatments in india today we have a very special guest with us an eminent ivf consultant who has helped realize many a couple's dreams dr mahesh koregor it's a pleasure to have you with us doctor let's start at the very beginning um how did you choose the profession of uh, medicine and how did you come about specializing in gynecology specifically this is a very interesting question and uh, i should say that this is a very emotional question for me because uh, this has been a dream for my father as well as for me to be a doctor and then my father in his uh, youth days he did lot of uh, odd jobs he comes from a very small village in uh, north karnataka and one of them was working with uh, under practitioner doctor to help him and then <coughs> over the time he did write uh, entrance examinations to be a doctor but then fees was not much it was in few hundreds but then those days it was a big family and uh, it was a, a small town small village and uh, he couldn't afford it but then always it was his desire to be a doctor and then he couldn't do it and then he was when we were born he was telling us the stories as to you know what was the medicine and what was the need to be a doctor and how you can reach to small villages wherein there was no medical facility and people were suffering because of so many diseases which could have been cured easily and all those things inspired us when we grew up so over the time when we were uh, writing an entrance examination i didn't even think of taking anything other than biology mathematics examination as an entrance for a cet common entrance mm-hmm. test i didn't write i didn't even write a mathematics examination because i wanted to become a doctor and in that time i studied for a biology and again i wrote a biology paper and then here we are we i became a doctor i have two sisters an elder sister who is a postgraduate and a professor in dentistry and younger sister a professor in dermatology all three of us all three are doctors all of us are doctors how amazing uh, we we were we are all doing well uh, luckily and it was uh, my father who is an uh, inspirational uh, person for us to become a doctor and then my mother who was a graduate those days was a backbone behind our studies who made us study well i thank my parents that uh, today i am a doctor that's so interesting doctor right from humble beginnings and realizing your parents dreams yes. you are such a eminent ivf consultant today doctor within uh, medicine how did you come about choosing gynecology as a profession that that's that's again a excellent question i come from a humble beginning and a small town where in uh, there is a lot of people i used to see the suffer a lot of women especially i was very close with my mom mm-hmm. and i have two sisters so and uh, i was very close with my doddamma that is my mother's elder sister and everybody all women i saw so many sufferings 
among them and then they couldn't tell it to outside world or even to the men and there was no much access to the healthcare facility i even saw a lot of people suffering with infertility and other consequences all this inspired me in the beginning to become a person who can cater better for a woman's healthcare who can reach out to the uh, suffering of uh, these people and do something about this so that inspired me to take uh, a gynecology as a profession and this helped me over the career to reach so many people that now i am satisfied with the decision that i have made that's a very interesting to know doctor but uh, like you mentioned that uh, you've taken gynecology to help women uh, gynecology in itself is a very uh, female dominated space uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages of yourself being a male gynecologist how have you been able to tackle that See, this is this is a very important question yes there is an inhibition in certain uh, people a certain startup society yes there is an inhibition to go to a male gynecologist as such right. we have seen that but then it also helps me in other way around there are a lot of men who cannot express something to a lady gynecologist so they come to me and say what is their problem mm-hmm. so for example somebody is suffering with some kind of a you know male disorder mm-hmm. uh, maybe something to do with the fertility or something to do with uh, sexual life or any kind of a male related problems right. they cannot open up to a lady gynecologist they come to me that is number 1 and the men do come with the problem of the wife has so that they can be more expressive they can talk more openly to me right. and then men can explain what is the problem and they can seek solutions from me right. so in a way it has been advantageous for me in my journey yes there has been some kind of a reservation in some people but then that has not affected to greater extent and when you grow with the experience when you have a name then definitely people recognize you because always in india country like india a doctor is treated more like a god so the that much of a discrimination does not come and now in my profession i don't see much of a discrimination and i'm happy with what kind of a response i am seeing doctor originating from bagalkot which is a non metro town how do you perceive the cultural attitudes especially when ivf still holds a degree of taboo in rural areas in india yes this is a, a very nice question i come from a small place bagalkot was a small taluka in north karnataka and uh, i saw a lot of stigma associated with infertility even to the extent that there were women if they were not able to conceive then they were barred from all the social functions or you know any any uh, any good shubhakarya what they call any uh, good festivals mm-hmm. or the anybody's good functions happening in the house they were not even invited even if they come they were insulted those were the days even you know i literally saw in the towns and uh, there were instances wherein even the husband was asked or even they married another woman just because they cannot conceive the lady cannot conceive so lot of sufferings in the small towns even villages even till today there are a lot of uh, sufferings yeah. i see and this is really not uh, a very good trend and especially for women this is too discriminating because today there are so many fertility options are available but then we see lot of such rituals for infertility women that they go through such a rigorous wrong treatment or a mistreatment or kind of even abuse so which is really not good that's what that's what we saw it in small towns having said that 
now there are a lot of awareness is happening i see a lot of changes even in the small towns because there are so many awareness uh, campaigns everything happening and the days what were there couple of decades back mm-hmm. is quite different scenario today right. there is a quite good awareness education different of the you know, work of media and everything has helped so the scenario is going towards a positive change right so doctor how do you counsel such a uh, how do you counsel the patients because i believe counseling is also very important for the couple coming from various strata of the society they could be they could be educated they could be otherwise but how do you approach that see in india when we talk to the couple it is not couple we talk to the family right so it is in the in many cases it is not the couple they are decision making people it's the elders also in the family the siblings in the family so we generally make everyone understand mm-hmm. so if they are educated couple generally they come alone suppose if they are not semi educated or small town they come with the family, family. Mm-hmm. so we have to explain everybody that how common is this problem you are not the only one so then we tell the family that yes because health is taken for granted when somebody comes the first stage is 100 years my grandfather never went to hospital mm-hmm. it has been 60 years i have not gone to hospital see my child he used to have 10 babies those days and now he is not able to see all these small the lot of uh, problems or small talks will come mm-hmm. but then we have to make them understand not only the couple also the family that what are the changes happening in the body and why these particular problems come so we counsel not only the couple but also the family members who need to understand so that they don't go into some untraditional methods of treatment which are more harmful mm-hmm. or too much trying for a long time for the religious way or you know going to temples and other because right. this all things we need to tell them what exactly is the problem how this problem happened and what are the possible solutions and they are not the only people so there is a large population which has some problems like this. so we will explain like this in detail in their own language they understand better so that they take a informed choices of treatment so we feel that nowadays they are more open up to treatment than before like you rightly said doctor there's so much uh, stigma around ivf and infertility um, that we should be considering it as any other disease yes. that is prevalent in this world and which is treatable so that's really interesting to know how you would counsel a family before the couple doctor on a larger perspective india has been rapidly advancing in assisted reproductive technology also known as art sector how do you think we are performing uh, and if you had the chance how would you modify society's view towards fertility treatment in india i feel india is much 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 quite advanced than the western world in terms of art infertility or ivf treatments because we have almost every gadget every technology every expertise every training that is required for an advanced reproductive technologies or advanced infertility treatments available in india today not only entire one cities even entire two cities so that kind of advancement we have which i don't see in most of the western world today so that it is we can say that we are far 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 better trained than them because we handle more number of patients and we are more accessible than them and we are more affordable than them so the treatment for an ivf goes through the roof if you see if you go to the countries like us uk or europe and see the treatment in the private sector 
it is quite very difficult to for a normal person to access or afford the treatment which unlike in india and the government sector has lot of regulations lot of their own waiting list for the treatment which is unlike here here we have the treatment available at fingertips if patients want so they can avail the treatment they can access the treatment and it is much much affordable this is another reason that we have so many patients coming from the other countries to us yeah medical tourism is booming yes. in india lot of patients come from other countries to us because we are accessible affordable genuine and we have all those advanced technologies which a western world has to offer us so today a patient doesn't have even the affordable patient don't prefer to go outside india for further treatment mm -hmm. they prefer to get treated here so there are top class fertility networks fertility hospitals and top class doctors are available and top class embryologists gadgets equipments everything is available then the skill with technology yes. then why why we think somebody has to you know uh, go out of india or even we see the lot of influx lot of people coming from there here because india has shown or proven itself a superior accessible and affordable person or the country in in terms of patient care doctor how would you then modify the society's view towards infertility what i believe is you cannot modify anybody's views but you can educate somebody's views so educating in a sense now you see now i am talking to you so it reaches somebody there are lot of doctors lot of embryologists lot of other people who are talking about fertility mm -hmm. so when we talk about fertility it goes into different ways of reaching people now india is one of the countries where data is very cheap the internet is very cheap everybody has access to the internet on their mobile so they have so much information so much uh, than couple of decades back now they have everything on fingertips so now they are aware so awareness can be increased awareness drives have increased mm -hmm. there are lot of awareness campaigns awareness uh, shows in the uh, newspaper media also print media also you see television media also you see in that way there is lot of awareness now it's unlike the olden days where men even didn't come forward to get themselves tested semen right. test so now they are also coming forward we are filing the uh, cause and we are telling them this is a problem so i feel we need to educate we need to spread awareness which is already happening on a good scale i think going forward promoting this on a um, more way will help that is number one number two what i feel is the more and more government hospitals are also opening up mm -hmm. so government is planning to open the art in the government setup that will have more accessibility and more people can avail benefit from that's good to know doctor and this is our endeavor at fertility tales to make it known that infertility is a disease that can be combat combated and to get the conversation moving around infertility uh, dr korigor your practice gives you exposure to patients from various backgrounds both urban and rural educated and otherwise does your counseling approach change depending on the profile of the patient and if so how do you deal with it yeah see there are different kind of people so all fingers are not same all fingers have a different uh, length all people have different wavelength of thinking 
different wavelength of understanding what you try to tell right. them right. and the questions in their mind are different if somebody is educated they will have a lot of googled a lot of uh, information and they have uh, a lot of information misinformation also right. so we tell them based on the what scientific evidence available to the whatever scientific extent they can digest we try to break it down into a small part and we tell them and if somebody comes from a rural area they have a different set of questions different set of expectations from us as to what we are going to do and why they are the dilemma of why they are not able to conceive so all the different questions more in related to the religious beliefs or their you know myths of fertility and other things so we need to clarify on that level so <coughs> it the disease is same for all if somebody gets a heart attack a rich people or a poor man it's a heart attack if somebody gets infertility related to suppose a tubal disease it is going to be same for all maybe is it tubal and the disease doesn't discriminate the person so only thing is that this is going to be same in both strata of society but the way they think and they analyze is something that is more important and the same way we need to explain them as to what are their apprehensions what are their thought process and what are their beliefs associated with that particular disease and what are their surrounding they have come up with so we try to study it and we try to answer and address rather than i don't think answer is an appropriate here you need to address them so address the person address the surrounding and we need to clarify since we i come from a small town i know what a small town person thinks i've been living in a big town for quite few years i know what they think so both the strata of society are able to address in their own way so that they are clarified of their doubt because we can give them even a video demonstration as to what is going wrong so where it can go then they will understand somebody educated well who has done research before they come to us we tell them with evidence and with the videos that see this is a problem you are facing this is yeah so this is how you understand and somebody who doesn't understand much we try to educate them with the videos we tell them so this is a problem you have so this is what has happened it is not a result of your previous janma anything you have done or previous life so nothing like that this is a particular problem so so many people have suffered so you are one of them who have unfortunately ended up like this yes we have a option we have a solution for you we give them hope we give them hope and we make them understand what are the process they have to go through and any start of society if they are addressed well if they haven't explained about the problem they are facing that options of treatment they have then they will always be willing to go because does disease doesn't discriminate anybody yeah, yeah. so same way treatment will be informed with anybody provided they have understood the concept they have provided they understood the treatment options they are willingly going for the treatment doctor interestingly you mentioned that uh, when male patients come to you um, especially uh, for an infertility treatment it is always sort of there's a blame game associated here where the woman is always she is always blamed and has to bear the brunt of this uh, situation um and sometimes it might not be the case also so how do you address this to the male counterpart and explain to them because i'm sure you must get a lot of resistance and a lot of uh, you know so how do you deal with this you don't treat a male here you treat a male ego here 
<laughs> so what we do is we tell them see you are a human being so nobody is above anybody and about the what nature nature is a supreme for anybody so what happens is unfortunately you have some problem so this problem is there with many men you are not alone we show them the statistics what kind of percentage of men have this kind of a problem so that they don't feel that they are alone okay. or threatened or singled out so it is not a blame game that you are responsible i am responsible as a unit as husband and wife as a family you are one if you have a problem it is my problem i have problem your problem so that attitude they have to develop so it is not a question that you are not answerable to anybody but then you will have to need a family so that's why you are here so but then how best we can offer you the treatment and then keep your ego aside many people have this kind of a problem and what i can do for you i can explain to them and i have seen in instances even in small town where the person is married second time because they are not able to conceive and after that we come to know that person himself doesn't have capacity to have a baby but then unfortunately a second time he got married because that kind of a male ego right. yeah we have seen all kinds of uh, men but then with increasing awareness i see that more men are coming ahead to get themselves tested and acceptance rate is more much better than couple of decades back now the acceptance is quite good they are acceptable and amenable to any treatment of options they are you are going to offer and now it is much more easier job to convince a man than it was years because you have statistics to show and to tell them that they are not alone that's a, that's very valid guy doctor your profession indeed brings so much joy and happiness and hope to so many couples do you have any moment that stands out for you and a particular story that tugs at your heartstrings yes this is there are not one story there are hundreds of stories i can tell if the time permits but then there are quite a few and then uh, there was a doctor who was was my colleague he lost two of his babies they died in the lap of his mother because they had some type of a genetic defect so this was genetic defect wherein baby could not survive after some time so this is a very sad phase which i could say for the couple wherein it's heartbreaking for any parent to have the babies you know they uh, left the world on their lap but then with the new technologies <coughs> new options of treatment mm-hmm. we have wherein we can identify the gene which causes such a problem and we can have a healthy baby healthy embryo to transfer which will give them a healthy baby right. so we have successfully given and now the parents are the happy couple with a healthy child and now they come and meet me often and then that joy in their eyes that makes my life fulfilled whatever i have done for and there must be so many stories like this which so many stories wherein i can remember a couple whose two children mm-hmm. wanted to play they went out they were playing near the pond unfortunately as oh. they just got drowned in the pond and parents are devastated to the extent that mother was even willing to commit a suicide so that kind of a scenario oh. and after two children the family planning surgery is done in india mm. 
so they tried to reverse the surgery they tried to do all that but they didn't still they didn't conceive so they were broken emotionally and they were beyond counseling so they came to me and then i counseled them i they need more talking more assurance and uh, <coughs> luckily after the ivf treatment the couple could conceive so they forgot the sorrow they had because of the babies they lost and now the new baby has brought in new world new hopes new aspirations and now i could see the change in the mother when she came to me for the first time sat in front of me cried for an hour and now when she comes to show me her babies i can see the hope and the, the new reason to be a new reason in to her eyes that's so hard and yes this is something that i can relate with n number of my patients n number of patients so this is just a couple of good endings i'm telling you there are lot of people who have struggled in their life and they have achieved happiness after a successful ivf treatment or some genetic abnormalities so we rule out those genetic abnormalities and transfer the healthy embryos the pre implantation genetic testing has helped a known genetic disorder people so all these success stories are uh, way beyond the pleasure or happiness they give us and this is a most professional satisfaction that is there and makes our profession more worth and keeps you going also i think, I think and the somebody patient sends their photographs on the uh, mobile and they tell their sis or doctor this baby is playing today he is first day of his walking first day of his school this comes in the evening and my my day is done so this kind of a picture i keep getting every day different different parents so they tell that this is the first time my baby walked today first time he sat without support first time he is going to school please send your blessings to us and you've been part of the couple's yes. first also every stage they remember me and this is what makes me much happier and no amount of the whatever i worked how much tired i work uh, i'm satisfied at the end of the day that i'm bringing happiness to a couple who are otherwise are feeling themselves as doomed that's so lovely doctor uh, doctor sometimes things don't go as planned sometimes there are successes and failures how do you prep the couple or people who are not able to conceive or have a child of their own see when they come to me they generally try all the different versions of treatment in a small doctor i mean small clinics mm-hmm. or other gynecologists they come and they generally come to me after they fail everything mm-hmm. and they are already in a position that desperate that doctor we have tried so much we have been financially we have spent so much emotionally physically everything we have endured and what is there for us i tell them based on the whatever the condition they have this is a treatment option i can offer you at the best mm-hmm. and yes i am i am i cannot play god i cannot assure you 100% success with whatever i'm offering you so i am not lying i am being honest with you no matter anywhere you go across the world not only in india any country you think nobody can offer you 100% success so the technology ivf technology itself is couple of decades old it's mm-hmm. not it's not a very old technology which has not been refined yet to bring you 100% so suppose if you have appendix problem appendicectomy the problem is solved mm-hmm. this is not like that so infertility or an ivf treatment is not something that at the fingertips i can give you 100% success mm-hmm. so it is not like that but i will make sure that best of the treatment is offered to you word 
cutting edge world class treatment is offered to you and i can assure the best of your results under me most ethical way most transparent way everything is told to you always available for discussions whenever you have doubt but then we have to know before we start our journey that it is not a 100% guarantee thing right so you have to set some expectations and real realities you have to be transparent you have to be ethical and you have to be truthful so that they know before they start not only before they start during that course of treatment if you are seeing something keep communicating right so communication is the key so keep communicating with the people tell them this is the problem i am seeing this might lead to this problem this might lead to this kind of a situation so that patient is well aware mm-hmm. the couple are well aware of what you are trying to do even if it fails they know that you have spoken to them about this and why it happened and what are the next possible solution steps so if they are aware if you have communicated well and as long as they are informed not at all doctor for the younger generation who is interested in pursuing a career in infertility what would your advice be see the when we did when i did my training in infertility there were hardly handful of people who went into training in infertility because it was not a very or to should say a well known or a very lucrative or any of those fields i went because i was interested in this and i wanted to you know offer the treatment choices for many people at different places so i was a teacher in a medical college before so i used to see a lot of people there was no option so i went out of the way and private sector the fertility mm-hmm. training was there i did a fertility training in rajagan university of health sciences which is a university training and there was not much awareness then and there were very few people who were offering training also then right so we did the training during those days and today there are so many options are available for training in different roles different mm-hmm. roles yes in infertility treatment different roles in the sense if you are a md if you are a gynecologist mm-hmm. you can be a fertility specialist as i am mm-hmm. if you are with a science background you can do a phd or you can do msc in embryology and you can pursue to become an embryologist mm-hmm. if you are done a psychology or clinical psychology course yes you can be a psychological counselor you can be a registered nurse which is specializes in fertility uh, treatment options so there are a lot of avenues today to become a trained fertility worker from doctor still different roles but what i find is you have to go if you have the heart with compassion mm-hmm. heart with empathy heart which understands the pain of people who are not conceived without being judgmental right. and you have to have that kind of a connect to those people who are already in a very bad emotionally mentally physically or even financial status so if you have that kind of a empathy and a capacity it's a very good field but as it is always said if you go in just because you want to be in this field you may not enjoy it if you do a work which you don't love it's called stress if you do a work which you love it is a passion so passion if you are doing the work you don't feel the stress if you are doing it passionately and you will do a good work 
good job so making money is not the criteria but having a passion to treat couple who are suffering and how much i can offer for them is a criteria and these different roles are there sounds like empathy is at the core of the being for this profession at the same time it sounds like a very robust ecosystem in fertility doctor um, as your passion is your work what are your hobbies and what are your uh, other passions than this career and how do you make time for that yeah see my my passion is basically i i come from a very humble background mm-hmm. i studied in a government kannada school so i was not a private convent educated man and uh, as a boy i even i ate midday meals that was given by the government so i have come from that kind of uh, you know uh, a small uh, school in a small town and uh, my kannada used to be good and i had a very good uh, kannada education and now with the kannada that kind of uh, foundation i write lot of kannada poetry and especially yeah. those societal problems in kannada i can express and uh, lot of people it reaches i am writing a book with kind of stories now and a lot of poetry are written over the time and uh, yes we don't have time but then i travel a lot i do free infertility camps for the couple across karnataka some part of andhra and tamil nadu everywhere during journey i write during the time when i have whenever i get during my this journey train journeys and uh, bus journeys or i am going by car i keep writing so whenever thought process and whenever you travel more you get lot of new ideas to write you see new people you meet new people you get new ideas you are exposed to newer problems so newer way of uh, you know thinking so this has helped me to write more and uh, about poetry traveling is also my another passion and uh, now with the traveling and with the free camps i travel a lot and i love what i am doing and uh, i am able to connect with the grassroots level and even the people of all small society or small startup society small towns this has given me insight into my life and uh, know what is what makes you happy so there are two people who are rich that is one who has a lot of money one who has less needs so this is a concept i see so many happy people in so many places so that has in turn made me happy that's so true that's so true doctor your commitment towards making people aware about this has been commendable and it has been an enlightening conversation thank you so much for your insights thank you for having me here it was indeed a pleasure to our listeners thank you for joining us today stay tuned for more inspiring stories expert insights and a sense of community do not forget to like share and subscribe until next time this is your host simrat stay hopeful